I'm Reen Schwarzer, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast. Microphones, activate! Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. Joining my party today is Taylor Hoyt. Hey, what's up, Taylor? What's going on? What's up? It's been, uh, sorry you missed... We missed last week. Um, we kind of had a, a a thought. We saw that there was like no news. We're like, you know what? We should change it up. And we uh, decided to do some new segments. And you'll be seeing that this episode, right, Taylor? Yeah, we're trying some new things, and hopefully, um, you know, people like that, and it makes for better discussion. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, this weekend, this past weekend, that Connor was Connor came over, and he's a uh, he had some interest in joining us with some episodes, so cool. We'll, we'll we'll probably have him on. He'll probably sit right next to me. I think she has to go because I think that would scare him. <laughs> it's like Nick, what happened, man? Yeah, what happened while I was gone? <laughs> it's, it's, I was like, I was, I'm just like, yeah, that's a that's a whole story that you told. It's a whole saga that you completely missed, Connor. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, still barely any news. But there's like, it's like. It's not. There's not really news. There's just like updates to games, like trailers yeah. for this game. Trailer for this game's like okay, well, okay, that's cool. But there's not really much news. But um, there's one piece of news that I wonder if you're interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Mercenary Wings: The False Phoenix for Switch launches this November in in, in the West. I mean, Are, I was I was looking that up earlier, and it seems like it's kind of more of the same. I thought maybe they would try to. Update you know, it. update it and make it run a little better because very clearly, um, like an iPhone port, and uh, they do stuff like it, it's very jittery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it plays fine, but it's like not ideal. So I, I was hoping they would like fix it up, but I don't think they're gonna. So um, there's too many other games I want to get to by before the end of the year, so I'll probably skip out. But yeah. but it, yeah. it has it like you know where you're like, hmm, I'll get that if I did have time, kind of game. So. Or it was like, okay, I've already played it. I know what it's like. I I think I had my fix. It was that other game came at a time where there really wasn't much going on with Switch, and I really wanted to play something on my Switch. It was kind of perfect for that, but um, you know, I just got finished playing through Valkyria Chronicles Four, which is a su- far superior strategy RPG, and uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is coming out next year. So there's like better stuff to play if I wanted to play it. So. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a, and that's like me, I really don't, it's not on my radar at all. Well, you have so many games you haven't even started yet. It, or you have it, to and it to, keeps so. piling up. Like Soul Calibur 6 came uh, Stop buying on Friday games. and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I have that. And it's just sitting on my desk. I haven't even opened it yet. Don't, don't buy anymore. It's fine. You got plenty. You they're got just plenty. all, they're all on my pre-orders and that's why they're coming. It's just because they're pre-orders already. You cancel all the pre-orders. Except Not, Smash. That's it. I've Smash, can, no. I've canceled the ones I need to cancel. And that was Valkyrie Chronicles 4. Hmm. All right. And you beat it. So we're going to talk about that later. Yep. Um, but uh, there's some, uh, been new Dragon Quest 2 builders, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 details. Uh, something called the Akalm Island. Recruit the help of ruffians on Akalm Island. Lead them to mine a big hall. In order to make things out of metal, you will need ore ingredients such as copper and iron. While it is difficult for the protagonist to do this alone, the island ruffians are quite skilled when it comes to mining. 
By leading them to loads and building a bar to restore their spirits, you'll be able to mine tons of ore eat with each passing day. Hmm, that's kind of cool. I'm trying to like picture how the old games played and how that would tie into that. Like, Because what you would do is you would build certain rooms or certain structures in your base, and then more people would come, and that would make them happy, and then they would start doing things on their own. Mm-hmm. So my guess is you build that bar... And then, like the game said, like those guys will go mine for you, and then you can use the materials to like build better weapons or something. But it's like a different so, island, so it's like you have to travel to this island to do that. Yeah, you might have to like actually use the minecarts because I uh, it gives you the option to build a minecart in the first one, but I never really used it. So maybe that's what it's for now. And here's a new thing called builder puzzles. Mm-hmm. Puzzles okay. await builders in various parts of the world. Take on the builder puzzles. There are various small ruins scattered throughout the world where you can challenge builder puzzles that utilize the power of a builder. Explore every inch of the world to take on these puzzles. Something good may happen if you're able to solve them. I wonder what that looks like. Yeah. If you have to build certain structures or something. or Because there weren't puzzles in the first one, really. Uh... It was just a matter of, like, go kill a thing, build a thing mind things like there weren't puzzles so i'm curious what those look like it's like puzzles have various mechanisms such as switches that move blocks Hmm. Uh, yeah it just looks like there's like little tiny puzzles in the world that you could solve and then when you solve them they they uh give you something good maybe rare item i don't know i don't know how it works in dragon quest builders you're the dragon quest builders master here yeah like i I, like i said they didn't really have anything like that in the first one so i'm I'm very curious to see what that looks like. Uh, maybe it's like a mechanic where you just like mo- you like hit hit a like you said you hit a switch something moves, and then you can put a block down. Or maybe you put blocks in the way so switches will move one way, but then it stops it another way. I I, I don't know. I'm curious though. That sounds interesting. I'm glad they're upping the ante and they're adding a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, have they announced the Dragon Quest Builders to? release date over here yet i don't think so no but what's for Probably, sure coming i believe they announced it for the west they just haven't given it a, re- a release date gotcha um so my guess is that there will be a nintendo direct early next year or maybe by the end of the year i don't know i think there's, there's, there's got to be another direct because they still gotta show off there there there's another character being released being announced for for Smash Brothers. For Smash, I how just, do you know? Do they data mine it? Or something? I just have a feeling there's got to be more characters, hmm. and they still have to sh- show it off. So that's why I'm th- I have a feeling that um, we have we, there's gonna be a direct near the end of the year, maybe in, maybe in November. Yeah, it could be. If not, they usually almost always do one within the first month of the new year. So. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited, though. There, I feel like 2019 is going to be huge for Switch um, in general. And then there's a lot of you know big RPGs coming out. Like we have uh, all the Final Fantasies, if you never played them. Fire Emblem. Um, I'm trying to... There's got to be a couple others that I'm forgetting. But Dragon's Builders, maybe. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 3. No, well, they're working on something else. Hold on. I'm, I'm, let me pull a list up real quick. List of what? I just wrote a list of all the JRPGs coming out next year, and I'm just trying to see if if I can find. Sorry. Here it is. Okay. 
no. Where is it? Can't find his list, guys. Well, it's a list, but it's not loading on my phone for some reason. Anyway, we'll go on to the next thing. If I can find it, I'll let you know. But Well, the next thing is going to be what we've been playing, man. Okay. What have you been playing, man? What have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of things. I know. You, um, you've been playing a lot of things. That's why you're looking for your list. I'll talk, to you about, I'll talk about what I've been playing first. Okay, wait. Hold on. Here's the list. Okay. So we've got... Uh, Tales of Vesperia, obviously the definitive edition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find games that are going to come to Switch. The new Switch Pokemon, that was that was the big one. The Tales. Um, Tales. Yeah, the Tales of Vesperia. Vesperia definitive edition is coming to Switch. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming to Switch. Um, Town. Town, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Fire Emblem, obviously. Uh, there's a new Atelier game, and I think that's coming to Switch. So there's there's quite a few. Um, and then supposedly, you know, we'll get, you know, there's like that, um, Animal Crossing, I guess that kind of counts, but, um, yeah, if you, if you have a switch, ease nine, ease nine. Yeah. We'll see that in about three years. Tokyo Xanadu port. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But why? We already have it. No, just to get more More people people like talking about it. Like I get it out there, you know, of course there's the ever looming persona five Ruby. (laughs) It's not happening. It, it'll have been two years, you know. By the time next year, it'll have been two years. Two years, and they're gonna announce Persona Five Arena, and we'll be like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> gotta do it." Finally, finally. All right. So yeah, what we've been playing. Taylor's been playing a lot. He's finished a lot. I'm still playing the same damn game. I'm almost there. I could feel it. So have you? So is it really like setting in that it was very obviously they have budget cut budget cuts or whatever, and it, it's like all story or whatever? Because that's all I hear about like the second disc. Because that's all you do. Oh yes, <laughs> it is really funny. Like it doesn't like you totally could tell it doesn't really take away from anything. Like uh, the f- end of the first disc is like whoa, like all this crazy stuff happens, and then it like ends with like a cliffhanger kind of thing. And then it turns into a like the second disc happens, and then it turns into a like a recollection of what's happening. So you see like a character talking about what they're doing. So it's like Weird. so we went so we went to this place to do this, and this happened, and then this happened, and then we went here, and this crazy thing happened, and then you like boss fight, and then yeah, it was like it's like <laughs> whoa okay. So you could totally tell that they it's like oh that was gonna be a dungeon. And oh yeah, that's that should have been something. But then like there are there are dungeons still. It's just okay. in which in between like the story moments, it's like it's like it goes really fast. It's like okay, so we thought we went here, and then this thing happened, and oh my god, this guy came and attacked us, and we're like, oh no, we got to save the world, and that's what it's like. <laughs> I told, really yeah. <laughs> and then it, then like the more serious parts goes into like the actual game, and then you see like crazy cutscenes and anime cutscenes, which look. Really good. The anime they cut, do look really the good. The anime yeah. cutscenes in, in Xenogears are like super smooth and uh, very well animated. It's just that there's a lot of Hey, <laughs> help me. <laughs> and if you, you listeners out there, I was moving my mouth like for a while and then saying Fey. So like it's like the old Power Rangers thing, yeah. Yeah, it was just the lip syncs are off. It's it's not the lip syncs are off. It's like it's just 
translated really weirdly. Like the mm-hmm. most basic translation, so the words don't even go with the lips at all, and the lips like keep going. So it's like when they say Godzilla, or like in okay, do you remember Rugrats? And they were watching like a God's a Reptar video, a Reptar movie, yeah. and the guy was like, and then it yeah. says yes. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I, I, I just did a deep cut right there. But yeah, the story's going cra- getting really crazy. It's uh, I'm still wondering what's happening. Uh, it's really like philosophical and stuff like that. It's crazy. That's all. I can't. I can't get deep into it because yeah. I'll give things away. But yep. it feels like it's like the main character feels like another cloud kind of. If, oh, if, if you get what if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's like a more crazy cloud. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing. I think I'll be done by the end of this week. Um, okay. I'm on, there's like f- five more area, five more things I got to do according to the walkthrough, and I'm at the end of the last uh, the of this anima dungeon. So, should be good. Should be almost done. And then I'll be like, I beat it, guys. <laughs> Everyone should play it. Uh, what about you? You've beat something recently. I've beat many things recently. Um. So the, the first and foremost, I know a lot of people are curious what I my final thoughts on Valkyria Chronicles 4 are. I beat that yesterday. Um, but not just shy of... What? But you haven't done any, like, a lot of the extra stuff? You just beat the game? Well, I so I A-ranked every skirmish that's possible up until the end of the game. And then once you beat the game, like, a couple more unlock. I haven't touched any of that. Um, you, once you beat it, it unlocks a new section of your headquarters where you can like uh, level up your characters beyond the previous max. And then it unlocks new side stories and stuff like that. So I've been watching a little bit of that. Um, I did some of the squad stories. And so people don't know what squad stories are. If you pair up certain characters that like each other enough in battle, then they'll have their own side story and their own separate mission. And so I did quite a few of those. Um, Overall, I would say it's like just barely weaker than Valkyrie Chronicles 1. It's much darker. They, uh, like, I feel like the first one, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, it's very anime, as in, like, it felt like there were no stakes. It felt like everybody's going to survive. Nothing, everything's just going to be fine. But this one, it was, like, a constant, like, sense of dread. Like, bad stuff was always happening to them. Like, they could never catch a break. Um but I kind of like that because that's war. That's how war is supposed to be. It's supposed to be tough and hard, and uh, doesn't always have a happy ending. So that, that's what like I've been streaming Tales of Fantasia recently, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this story is super dark. Like the beginning, you know, your your town gets destroyed, your hometown gets destroyed. The typical JRPG trope, yeah. and like you're, this is the beginning of the game, guys. So. You, the game show, like, you go into the town, everyone's dead, and there's, like, dead children, your family, your friend's sister, and then she's, like, a child. Like, man, they're showing dead children? That's it's pretty dark and edgy. Jeez. <laughs> For a Super Nintendo game? Yeah. Well, it's a PlayStation version, but, yeah. But it was just, like, I mean, they're just, there's little sprites on the ground. There's nothing else. But they're, like, oh, she's a child, and she was talking about how she wants to get married, and now she's dead. How sad. Yeah, but like the game is super dark, like very dark. Like whoa, mm-hmm. people dying and ruthless murder and whew. Deus is evil, man. 
Oh yeah. But yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I mean a lot of stuff like that, a lot of, like you um like the the grander overall plots are like really crazy and there's like a couple plot twists that are like pretty out there, pretty interesting. Just not bad. You did the not bad face. Not bad. No, no, it's good. Like I just I just really liked Valkyria Chronicles 1's story a lot. Like I would say the gameplay of 4 is maybe better, but the story is actually the 4 4 is way better cuz you have you can't just scout hack everything. Mm-hmm. Um or scout cheese it. You have to actually do you have to plan it out. You have to like think and coordinate. I won't say what which one it was, but I I was talking to Kimby about this and I like playing defensively. In that, like, you, I position my troops where I anticipate them coming. So when they come at me, then my guys will react and kill them before they can even attack me. I like doing that. And there's this one map where you're, like, in this big town square, and you're surrounded. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take all these guys on at once? But then you can shoot down pillars, and it basically forces the enemy to only come around to one spot. And then you're able to deploy two troops off to the side. So basically what you're doing is clearing out the town square, getting ready for a big battle once they get through the funnel. And then your little, you know, squad on the side is like cleaning up everything from behind. Oh, it was just so much fun. It was cool to like, I just love seeing a well, ex- or your plan coming through the way you want. So that was, yeah, that was really neat. Yeah. So, Probably so, uh top five game of the year for sure. Nice. So the Valkyrie Chronicles one beats it out just by story alone. Just the story. By story, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but all the side stuff and everything makes it better than just really good stuff. Like, makes it better. And four? Yeah. Yeah, they just expanded it. Like, if the game's twice as long, like, I beat Valkyria Chronicles 1 in 20 hours, and it took me 40 to beat four. And so still, there's just and more you, to do. And you still have a lot more to do. <laughs> but yeah, I probably won't, if I'm being honest. But, um... I mean, I'm, I'm considering getting that beach DLC. <laughs> um, but uh, considering it, considering it, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, really, really good game. If I, I know there's a lot coming out this year, there's a lot of big games, especially right now. You know, Red Dead Redemption. I know nobody. You know, I know we're not going to buy that, but it's going to be a huge game. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's already on sale. I saw it for, on sale for forty two dollars for the Switch version. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone posted that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna gamefly Red Dead Redemption Two, like I did Red Dead Dead Redemption One. Is gamefly oh, still a thing? Uh, I don't know if it is. Redbox is is still a thing. Um, gameplay was really interesting. Just having a game until you send it back, like Netflix. That's how I played some. I, that's how I played some of these games that I was like, oh, I want to play this, and then I would try. I think I did that with, uh, what's it called? Dante's Inferno, Fallout Three. Red Dead Redemption, Dark, Dark, Dark Stalkers? Yeah, Dark Stalkers, yeah. Or uh, Dark Siders, maybe? Dark Siders, yeah. Yeah, Dark yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that with a bunch of those games. I wonder if it's still a thing. I, I think, bef- I don't know if it'll be next gen, but I think sooner than later, there will become something like Netflix where you can pay whatever, $25 a month and just pick and choose what game you're going to stream. I, I, that would just be so convenient. Isn't that... I don't think internet's there yet, but like that would be so nice you're, to just be like, all right, what do I want to play? Boop, boop, boop. Pick t- it and go. Talking about PlayStation. Or are you talking about co- like current games? Not PlayStation now does that. It's not, a, it's not great though, from what I understand. Like there's 
total latency, you lose a lot of fidelity and doesn't run as good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like you perfect. I've heard that apparently a lot of people don't think uh, think that Netflix isn't good quality. And whenever I watch Netflix, I'm like, it looks fine to me. It's high definition. I don't have a problem with it. It's probably like because if, of where we live. I don't know about now. Even for, even for me, I, I have no problem. It looks great. Like I watched Daredevil season three and it looked totally fine to me. The, the one that actually gives me trouble is Amazon Prime Video. Like it'll come in at low def and then eventually it'll just pop up out of nowhere and it'll go high def. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, hopefully one day we'll get there with games and uh, I'll still probably buy them physical though. But the, for like those, like you said, those games are like, I just want to try it. I don't want to pay $60 for it. I just want to like give it a little try. Yeah, I want to. I lost that. I lost that spark. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, there's too many games I want to try. So speaking of other games, a game I just beat tonight. I won't go too into it because I know you don't want me to spoil anything. But I just beat Mega Man 11 mm-hmm. uh, on easy because I tried normal. I tried about four or five bosses. I couldn't beat anybody. It was so hard. But I want to go back and beat it. No. Um, Speaking of that, Connor says the same exact thing. Connor says the levels are bullshit. They're so crazy, crazily hard that you have to buy e-tanks every time you do it. But then he says the bosses are like all right, are easy because mm-hmm. you know he's Connor. He just says the levels are the things that get him. Is that true? Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, the, to me, I I feel like there's a good mix of platforming and combat, but um, I I think. The designers had feel like Mega Man was way harder because I go back and play like Mega Man 2, 3, 4. I know it's because I know those games really well, but they're not that hard when you go back and play them. Like I remember when 9 and 10 came out, those were way harder than any of the old ones. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where this whole notion of Mega Man has to be super hard. Um, but I, I played on the whatever, like I said, easy, which is the, the one right below normal. There, I feel like there's a middle ground in between that where it could have been like a little bit harder. Um, but it, it was still fun. I remember the still easy, fun. I had a good time. I remember the easy and Mega Man Nine and Ten. Uh, they would add like platforms where the bottomless pits are. So it's not. Oh, it, was, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that right. No, no, no. It's just you don't you don't take as much damage uh, from the enemies, and then some of the enemies. I don't know if the enemies even go down faster. I think you just don't take as much damage. No. Oh, okay. Um, but then I, I think as you play the game, you get more used to the double gear system, where you can slow down time, do more damage. Uh, you'll just get more used to that. But yeah, you, there are there is sort of like an RPG element to it where you can like buy upgrades. Like for example, you can buy like spike boots so you don't slip on the ice, or you can get um, like a cooldown thing so the double gear meter cools down faster, which is kind of neat. This expanded on the Mega Man Eight. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Otto, I guess, or whatever the green guy. Yeah, like he's he's back. He's in it. Yeah, it's yeah. auto and roll. Let's go to the store. You pick up little screws. It's your money. Yeah, yep. But I won't. I won't. Yeah, spoil anything. There, a lot of people were saying that the music's not good. Some of them, it's just different. I, I like the music. I love that whole like synth, bouncy synth kind of vibe. I like that a lot. Because it's supposed to be synthy, but they I guess people wanted it to be more Nintendo-y because hmm. Mega Man X is like rock. This was supposed to be yeah. like rock and heavy metal kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I liked it. Been, the Wiley music and Bounce Man, I, those are my two favorite songs. I love those songs. They're really good. 
uh, what was the song? The song where they did the release trailers too. What song is that? It's. I think... Yeah, fuse. I think that's Fuse Man. Fuse Man. That's a sick song. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, see, there's plenty of good tracks. I just tweeted out that I like the music, and Mr. Photog is like, "It's trash, man. It's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway um yeah that's good and then i'm i'm really i want to get your thoughts on this i have been playing oh okay i know where you're going with this <laughs> i have been playing nintendo's new mobile game dragalia lost okay i'm done a lot. i'm out <laughs> flip the table God, we're done we're done i'm gonna talk to you coconut what's up hey, you'll never play trash mobile games you'll never do it no it's like a pillow it's really good. It's really good. You know me. I don't ever play mobile games ever. You used to work. And I saw games. so many people on my Twitter feed playing it, and I'm like, "All right, let's give this a try." And it is like the best little time waster ever. Uh, I mean, it has the typical like gotcha game, like you get enough of the currency, you roll for characters and gear and stuff. But like the the, the levels are just you tap to attack. You swipe to dodge roll, and then you have like meters that build up, and you can turn into like a dragon and do like a bunch of super moves. It's just really fun. I don't know. I'm having a good time with it. So you guys, uh, you see that word <laughs> that Taylor used, time waster? And then what does he say all the time on this podcast? That he doesn't have enough time to play classic JRPGs. Oh, I, I never said that. I just don't want to um, waste my time on uh, bullshit mechanics. But you are wasting your time on bullshit mechanics. You're playing a mobile game. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, so I had this, um, I don't know if you remember uh, James when we used to do those little like get together, like work sessions. And he had that app and every 25 minutes, it makes you take a five minute break. And then I think for every three times you take a 15 minute break. That's like the perfect break game. It's just like, I'll just knock out a couple levels, grind out the dailies. And then I put it away and I'm done. You're you're at work. You're on break. You're like, I'm going to do something. Okay, I'm done. That, those type of yeah games. exactly like i was in line the other day for food and it was taking a while so i'm like i'll just do a level it's fun yeah it's made by nintendo it's nintendo and uh and games who did who does grand blue fantasy got you which is a really popular mobile game but uh yeah they did a collaboration and right now they have a um a halloween event going on so you can get like halloween costumes for some of the characters are they sexy halloween costumes uh kind of they don't the the way they like they weren't they didn't they didn't tails it it's not like they're bikinis with a witch hat or anything like that but it's no if you just like google it it's the character will always say like stop staring at me or like oh this is so embarrassing but it's not it's, that's funny that's that's cool that they interact that way but <sighs> i miss my milas but i haven't spent a dime yet i'm like the game is so generous with like items and currency and ways you can like level your characters up whoops almost pull my headphones out i feel like i'll I'll never have to spend a dime unless i just want to give them money or or something yeah how how high level are you like how far um i don't know there's levels because i thought the same thing with tales of link uh, until you start doing the high level stuff and then uh, it becomes bs and you're just like how are you supposed to do this without spending money no, like like you me, you'll do you do levels and you're killing everything, right? You're just killing everything. Yeah. You're like, oh man, this is easy. And then you get to like the final boss, and then he'll just like one shot you, and then you have to use the resurrection resurrection stone that resurrects, and then that's like paid money stuff you got to do. So it's boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. 
He's like, I just wasted 30 of them to beat this damn boss. And then, like, the time. No, it's not like that. And then the Titan limit ends, and then you have to redo it all over again, and you lose all those things. <laughs> that's how. I mean, that's, don't get me wrong. That's what I did. I had to get all those sexy Milas, all right? Uh, okay. Was it worth it, though? Was it worth it? I didn't spend any money. I just got it from playing the game. But it, oh, okay. Because it, ha- it would have, like, events where it's like, go do this, and then you'll get 30 of these stones. It's like, okay, I'll just do that because I need these stones. Mm hmm. So. Yes, I played mobile games too. It was Tails. I had to do it. Had to do it. I had to do it. And then I got sick of it because it was bullshit. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely a little bit of grinding, but like they, it gives you so many avenues to do it. And like I said, it's very generous. So um, I've been tempted a little bit just to make it go f- a little faster. But I, I know if I just wait and do the dailies, like I'll eventually get the stuff I need to... To get there, so good man. Good man. It's, it's only been a few days. It's there, it's, it's probably the, you're like it's only ninety nine cents. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's how That's they get you. The, the, I will say the only game I've ever really dumped in money where I kind of regret it after the fact was uh, Clash Royale. Do you remember that game? Well, it's still popular and it's still making a lot of money. But I remember like our whole office when I was working with Brian, uh, his brother Brian. Uh, when we were in the office, everybody was playing it, and so there's a reason just, you know, though buy... why everyone was playing it too. It was good. It was a good game. It was fun. And then you guys copied it. Was it was addicting. And they copied it. Oh, we no, no, no. We definitely did. that game didn't is nothing like that. Well, it's... you're thinking of uh, Clash of Clans. Is, is that the, is that Clash of Royale? Is the three towers, and then you like play a card, and it like summons a guy, and then mm, they go yeah. attack the other team's tower. So yeah, that's a little different. Gotcha. But it's fun. I put my uh, player ID on Twitter if anybody wants to add me. Because they're sort of like bosses or like raids or whatever. They're really easy. They take like three minutes, but it's pretty fun. Do it together. Very cool, very cool. What's her name? What's her code name? What's her name in gamers? The help. The help. What's her game name in, in gamers? Oh, I don't I don't know. It's been so too long. Nick, you have such a bad memory. I can't believe you wouldn't remember that thing from like a year ago. It's unbelievable. It's in my head. I see it. I just can't say it. It's like it starts with an M. I th- I'm pretty sure it's not the name of the actual character. It's her game name. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. I think we can find it out later. But everyone knows what we're talking about because they're all ger- yeah. they're all anime nerds too. Yep, exactly. It played anything else? Anything else are you playing? Um, I actually bought. And played a few hours of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. PS3 game? Craft a PS4 game. Oh, okay. Oh, was it a PS4? Yeah. Was the... It was a PS4 and Vita game. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really weird because you can't control the camera. At least you can't turn it. It only zooms in and out. It's very... You can tell what it's like a pretty low-budget game. Or you can tell it was a Vita game. And then they just upported it to PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game is very heavily... Like, it, your enjoyment will he, uh, like heavily depend on if you like collecting the Digimon and leveling stuff. Because that it's the story is sort of whatever the presentation is that that type of presentation I hate, where it's just like the two characters like statically the on the screen visual, talking at each other. The visual novel story. Yeah, I hate that. It's just uh, uh, it's just boring. But anyway, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll I'll get more into it at some point. You'll get into those visual novels. And soon you'll be playing a rogue and everything like that. And you'll be like, get out! Get out! <laughs> like, did you see that thing that uh, that Smash posted in the anime section? Which one? About the 2D girls. Oh, yeah. 
It was like my love for 2D girls, but then it's like snipers and it's like my family, she's not real, whatever, being an adult, all that stuff. Dude, that far it reminds me of that post from like last week or a couple weeks ago where the guy bought like 30 grand worth of uh REM stuff. REM stuff, yeah. That was crazy. I could not believe that. Well, it's the same thing as that girl who bought all that Persona 4 stuff. And her no, that's room. true. See, that's different because it's a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not Taylor. It's the same exact thing. No, it's fine. It's acceptable. Yes, it is acceptable. You'll never <laughs> see more than just this of coconut. See, I don't know if I could ever dedicate myself to one waifu. You know what I mean? There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at all. Anyway, look at all the pictures around me. Just, yeah. Um. All right. So we're gonna go to one of our newer, to- our first new segment. Um. We used to do this a way back, uh, where Taylor would ask a question on Twitter, and then we'll get your responses from it. And uh, I didn't know <laughs> what his question was going to be, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh he's up for a surprise so okay but when you answer this question by the way i don't want it to be like you telling me why i'm wrong i just want to know why you think you the way you think about this Are you talking about me topic yeah yeah you oh, you specific but i'm talking about the twitter one yeah yeah i know but i want you to answer it too oh, okay after but after we've already we've already every... but we had this discussion already a little bit but i like i feel like it was very much like you're wrong no i'm wrong oh I want to like have it be a little more civilized. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the question basically was: This generation has been a revival of uh, JRPGs, turning out some of the best of all time. But here's the big question: Has this generation? Uh, whoops, I worded this wrong. Has this generation surpassed the genre's golden era on the SNES and PS1? And the first reply was that Stone Cold Steve Austin gif where he's like, <laughs> that was the first reply. <laughs> Um, but like me and him, we ended up having a discussion and he said, it's just that this was also worded kind of weird. So I don't, I'm, I'm going to try to parse this out, but he said, it's just that the golden age had such low expectations because there were so few in comparison to the modern age and still, still annihilated them. I don't know what that sentence means. It's like eating a new recipe for pie, but the likelihood of, uh, taking the one you just ate from now versus the one you ate 20 years ago. That's a really weird sentence. I don't really know what he means by that. So you have, okay. So... (laughs) I think he means that you have a certain, like you had a really good pumpkin pie, right? Mm. A really good pumpkin pie from back when you were a kid at Thanksgiving at your grandma's a long time ago. And nothing yeah. ever has topped that pumpkin pie. Right. And then so you're, so someone, you're like, uh, your aunt makes a pumpkin pie and say, this is, this is your grandma's recipe. And you have it and you're like, it's good, but it's not grandma's recipe. Right. That's what. I think that's what he meant. It's those, those nostalgia goggles. Yeah. You gotta take those goggles off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he kind of went on to say his two, like his top five from each era. And so the classic, he said, Fundamental Tactics, Wild Arms, Symphony of the Night, which I don't really know if I would count that, uh, Sui Coden, and then Final Fantasy VI. And he said, From this era, and again, these are also very weird, but he said, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Persona 5, Bloodborne slash Neo, the Yakuza series, and then the Kingdom Hearts remasters. There's like two JRPGs in there. I know. <laughs> Persona 5, and that's pretty much it. Um, okay, let me see if I can get to one that actually has like something we can 
Okay, so this this one was interesting. This was from A5. He's one of the top Ease 8 speedrunners, and he's a big Falcom fan. Mm-hmm. And so he said, overall, yes, game developers have learned a lot over the years in all departments. You just have to be willing to remove the nostalgia goggles to see that you, as in people in general, uh, software updates and DLC are just inconveniences. So I, here's what I think, and then you you tell me what you think of this. I think uh, gameplay-wise, like playing the game, the combat systems, the worlds they've built are obvious, are better, but I don't think the stories are as good. I'm willing to concede that the stories are not as memorable or, I, I don't know, like when I think of the best JRPGs this this generation, they're like the stories are good, but it's like the melding of story and gameplay. But I just, I just think the gameplay is better. So, like, there's something like Grandia. There hasn't been a JRPG that's been like that, made made like that in a really long. In time. terms of like what? It's both story and the gameplay. It just it has that classic gameplay feel, but it also has you know, you can see the enemies, the. Turn-based combat is interesting because it's kind of it's like it's sort of turn it's like time-based, it's not really turn-based. Like your character's speed determines how fast you go on the you move on the meter, and then you yeah. could also plan it so you could cancel enemy enemies' moves. And you know that's what makes battle systems fun is when you cancel or break them, right? Break, break enemies. Yeah. And so Grandia has. Did it have a system like that? Yeah. Like Persona? Yeah, so, no, no, no. So what you would have to do, the character... So there's three meters. There's the weight meter, there's the weight line, and that's when you have to wait until you could go, and then there's the act, and that's when you pick your action, and then there's a weight, and then you actually do the action. So when an enemy chooses their action and they're in the middle, go waiting to, you know, do it, you could cancel... If you hit them with, like, a heavy attack or a special move that does cancel, you could cancel them, and then they get knocked back into the weight. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that 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 was a cool little uh, quirk to that system. Yeah, it's really uh, fun. And Grandia One. So Gr- this is only for Grandia One. Is I like how progression worked. Uh, for um, you have to level up each element. Well, first you have to find mana eggs, which is I don't know if you would like that or not. To get magic, you have to find mana eggs in certain dungeons. And if you didn't explore the dungeons and you never got mana eggs, you would never get any magic. Mm-hmm. So uh, to level up, you have to use the spells, and then you also have to use this. Like each character could use specific weapons, and depending on your levels of your weapons and your spells, you would get different abilities. And the more magic elements that you fu- get, the more abilities and more magic types you get. So it, I just found that really interesting. It was really fun to combine them in Grandia Two. They made it so you have to like you have your mana egg, but you could equip your mana egg. Uh, each mana egg has like a whole set of spells that you mm, level up okay. with points. And <clears throat> I'm like, ah, it's not the same, but it's all right. You just have to you just you build up your points and then you spend them all in the mana egg and your skill books. It's like oh, that's all right. But what, so, okay, where, so was, besides... where was where was I going with that? I was going, I I was going on a Grandia tangent. It was a good balance. I, from what I can gather, it was a good balance of gameplay and story. Yeah. You said there's never been a game like Grandia. Yeah. Um, but there's some games that... I, I, Of course, it's nostalgia play. Nostalgic, too. But I could, I dig the PS1 aesthetic. Like I dig, Oh, me too. I, I love I, that. I, I, I love I, the pre-rendered backgrounds, the low poly. It looks great. I mean, yeah, I it, it's, it. just, it's just a specific feeling, and I don't... like. I know you have problems with this. I don't... It doesn't bother me that there's sometimes like 
little long longer load times. Like there's a second load time or something. Like we're used mm. to like load times, right? Especially with JRPGs yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm press the button, done. But, well, but yeah, especially like Persona Five, it's like seamless transition from like ripping the mask off into the battle. It's very and it gets fast. Going right away. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's that spoiled us. That's really good. I like that. But I do enjoy the stories and certain like, um, they were more JRPGs were more experimental in PS One. Mm. Like every system, every game had like a different type of battle system, unless they're lazy and just did the turn. St- turn-based basic dragon quest style yeah but like yeah. xenogears legends of legea uh, chrono cross legend of dragoon grandia all tales had of tales of destiny <laughs> tales games all had different battle systems so it's just it's unique well like it was well like here's how i you know go back and track um the genres like obviously nintendo was all about nes was all about platformers Super Nintendo was was as well, and they were finally getting into RPGs. But I felt like the predominant genre on PS One was RPGs. Yeah, like there were so many, like you would never, you'll never finish them all unless you like really dedicate yourself. It was, the, but then no. it was like how you know how now it's like all about open world, and then like PS Three was all about first person shooter. PS One, it was all everybody was making JRPGs. I mean, I think Grandia was published by like Ubisoft or something weird. Uh, that was. Uh, Two, number two. two? Okay. So, like, even, like, you know, Western stu- Western companies were publishing these JRPGs. So, like, I agree with you, though, because we, what do we always say about Lunar? Like, now it's a cliche story, but that was the story that started it all. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people well, try to retell those stories, it's like, oh, it's old and it's been done a million times. So, it's hard to, to come up with something unique. But... Oh, they've gotten unique now, haven't they? Lately, Tokyo Xanadu. This is how well, Tokyo Xanadu is basically just Persona. Like I hate to say it, but I love Tokyo Xanadu. It's pretty much just Persona. I'm just saying they're like they're out there. It's like oh, so you're this you're this high school kid, and there's like this other world, and you get sucked into <laughs> it, and you have this thing called soul devices that only certain people could use, and, uh, yep. and it's like yeah, it's like it's very unique, very unique. And then you got Harvest Moon, and then you have Harvest Moon. You just you just you're just farming. It's, it's, I I like the PS1 era because it's taking more chances. The games that we love are all sequels, except for Tokyo Xanadu. No, I'm talking, talking, I'm talking about, about now. now. Uh, I would say, uh, okay, would you, would you count Valkyria Chronicles and Nino Kuni the originals? Because they were last gen, or they were PS3, but would you still count those? No. No, Nino Kuni two. It's Nino Kuni two. You have to count. Well, yeah, of course. It's. I mean, it's. It's fine. It's not one is just way better. Yeah. Like if they had, if the perfect Nino Kuni would have been the world and the story of one and the gameplay of two, like that would have been the perfect game. So hope maybe they'll do that with three. But. It's like we get it, level five. You want to make Dark Cloud three? Yeah, just make, make it. like Dark Cloud. Make, just make Dark, Dark Cloud three. three. Stop putting the alchemy and the town building stuff into everything. Why not Chronicles is terrible. <laughs> All right, just stop. <laughs> they've just done stop. that town building thing in every single game they've made. They've tried it. It's like Except, we, I don't know if they did in Yokai Watch. I don't think so. No, That's it, about the only one. It's gonna happen in Yokai Watch Four. Just watch. Just, wa- just watch. watch. <laughs> it's gonna be there. Just watch. Yeah. No, but you're you're right. I mean, I, 
I'm trying to think of like unique games that are not sequels. It's like the only the ones that come to mind are like you said, Xanadu, Octopath Traveler, and like that's kind of it. Like they haven't been brand new JRPG franchises and it's, on PS4. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's bad. Like they're they're sequels that like made their classic systems better, like Persona Five and uh, Ease Eight. Well, Ease every but they all started on that generation, right? That's where a lot of them started. Persona started on PS One. Well, Ease started on the really old PC engine. The, yeah, PC and yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: so I, I had people list the top five. I, I could try to do my own, but like if you were to do I, I a top five PS One and a top five PS Four, could you come up with that list? I, I mean, I probably could. Over time, does not live. <laughs> Okay, I'll, like, I'll let you think. Let, I'm gonna try to do mine, all right. and then, like, I just want to kind of like see, like, if we really put them up to each other, are they? Are could you really say one is better than the other? Because for me, on PS1, it's Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, and then it kind of is hard from there because a lot of them haven't aged super well. I would say Grandia, Grandia, I think has aged pretty well. Um, I want to say Legend of Dragoon. Like, there's just a lot of nostalgia there, but that game doesn't hold up. That's that's like one that does not hold up. I mean, like, and I'm sorry, Brian. It's, I don't think Chrono Cross really holds up either. It's fine, but in Taylor scale, it does not hold up. It's what's that? No, I'm just saying Legend of Dragoon does not hold up for Taylor scale. We need to make no, we it's... need to make a video des- describing and explaining Taylor scale. We just need to do it. <laughs> so whenever someone's whenever we say it's it, it doesn't work on Taylor scale. And someone's yeah. like, go to this video right here to see what to figure out what we're talking about. Like me, okay, uh, I, I I can tell you my PS One ones. All right, okay. Tales of Destiny, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics, uh-huh. Grandia, yeah, Harvest Moon. Oh yeah, Harvest Moon. Well, that's di- very different. But I, it's, you, would you count that? Do you count? We that? usually count them, right? We always count Harvest Moon as a JRPG, right? It just just no sure. battles. You battle, yeah, you battle against nature, man. <laughs> nature is your enemy. Yeah, nature is your enemy. And uh, I, Final Fantasy VII is pretty good, but it's like a Final Fantasy VII, Tales of Destiny 2, or Tales of Eternia. Um, I like Vandal Hearts. It's just, an, for the fifth one, it's just up there. There's a lot of them that fit that spot. Yeah, no, I agree. Like Legend of Legaea. No, Legend um, of Legaea, yeah. It's, 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 there's a lot of top, like on the fifth part, there's a lot that fit that. Yep. Uh, for PS4, Four, uh, Tokyo Xanadu, obviously. Yeah. Um, Tales of Pales Pales Persona Five. And I need to look because I would you count Kingdom Hearts? I mean, no, yeah. those are PS2 games. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't count that. Tales of Hysteria. Duh. I, and Berseria. Tales of Hysteria and Berseria, because those are the only ones that I really have. And, <clears throat> and the only thing left is Final Fantasy Fifteen, because I haven't finished the other ones. Mm. Everything else, he's eight. He's eight. Oh, oh yeah, definitely he's eight. Kick Final Fantasy Fifteen out there. Just kick it away. He's <laughs> eight. I mean, mine's probably very similar to yours. It's yeah, Tokyo Xanadu, he's eight. Persona Five. Um, I liked Pers- Final Fantasy Fifteen more than you and Maddie, but as time has, as I've had time separated from it, I don't really think it's as good as it was in the moment it was just so many years of building up to it it was just like i was convincing myself it was better than it was um there's another one i just thought of and i just lost it 
Oh, near. I, I really like near Automata, even oh, though yeah. I had I I had problems with it. But okay, so um, what I'm saying, like people are like, what about Dragon Quest XI and all this stuff? Like, These are games that I've completed. Talking about games mm. I've completed. So I don't know if Dragon Quest XI will be on there and stuff like that yet. This is just what I've completed for now. For sure. And of course, the games that not all the remasters because I played a lot of remasters on the PS4. Here, here's what I think. I think. I guess now that we're like sitting here talking about it, I, I think I'm realizing that it, yeah, the classics. It's still there. We we need like five more like stellar games on PS4, and then it'll like I feel like put it over the top. And I don't really know if there are that there's enough of those left before PS5 because we're gonna get Kingdom Hearts three. I think that game is gonna be awesome. Yeah, but it's another sequel. We might we might get the Final Fantasy VII remake before PS5, and I don't really know if that even counts because it's a remake um i just i have faith i don't know if you do i have faith in this new platinum rpg hmm. uh, based off grand blue fantasy that game looks amazing it looks like it has a huge budget so if that turns out Hopefully. well like we could it could possibly stand up but like when you really compare them there's just i think there were just so many more on ps1 like you said like everybody was trying something there were just so many and they were good and yeah, like e- each had their own merit. I-, I I don't know if all of them. I think there's just okay. The breadth is more. Yeah, but there's also the PS One era was JRPGs, so we always we had those really bad ones that everyone was trying to make, right? I mean, you had some of those, remember? Oh my gosh, like uh, he, I remember somebody was telling me like, oh yeah, try Thousand Arms. My experience with Thousand Arms is I walk around the town, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I leave the town and I get one shot and I never play the game. <laughs> <laughs> that is my experience with Thousand Arms. <laughs> I remember um, I remember the PSM article on it. Good times. Yeah, but I mean it's hard like nostalgia is like a really hard thing to separate yourself from because like you have so many good memories and like a lot of those were our first RPGs and it's like hard to separate from that because like your memories of the game are memories of that time in your life, you know? Okay, so it's, yeah, it's so, hard to separate that. You know, I had both Tales of Berseria and Tales of Zisteria on the PS4 list. I would say mm-hmm. Tales of Destiny is way better than all both of those. Just, Probably. So it's on a completely different level. Sure. And that's not, it's like, that's both nostalgic, nostalgic talking and just the quality of the game. Just, sure. It's just really well made and the story is very unique and likable characters and just everything about it was great. Yeah. No, I hear you. Like, I know people always, people, because of time and whatever, but like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy VII's overrated and all that stuff. And I'm like, it was like most people's first console RPG. And like, the music and the story. And, and like, yeah, for you, it was, it was like Tales of Destiny. That was kind of your first experience. So it's like, can you imagine growing up in this? Like, for Maddie, like, this is Maddie's PS1 era. Like Persona Five and Ease and Tokyo Xanadu, like these are going to be the games that she has her like memories with. And then when she gets older, like give her ten years, she'll be like, "Oh, those PS Six, that trash Final Fantasy eighteen, oh that sucks compared to Persona Five. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it's going to be. She's still going to be buying merch from Persona Five, and it's be we're like, Maddie, you're forty years old. Stop. I, must There's not, I don't have everything. I don't have it all. There's a new Ren figure. I gotta get it. <laughs> They're remaking Persona 5. They haven't remade a... Well, no, I lied. So 
They haven't re- remade one. They've remastered one. They haven't, from the ground up, remade a game. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it's with like modern graphics. The go- golden, the gold, Persona 4 Golden. They added, yeah. a, they added a bunch of stuff, so it's hard to call it just a remaster. They did. That's not a remake, though. Like, Resident Evil 1 and then the GameCube remake, those are remakes. Those are remakes, yeah. Like, the, like, like sad, the Final Fantasy 7, that's a remake. Like, Tales of Destiny, like remaster. PS1 yeah. to Tales of Destiny, PS2, remakes. Right. But, like... <laughs> Uh, like um, like Final Fantasy XII is a good example. So they have Final Fantasy XII on PS2. They released the PS4 version, and it's like totally different. That's a re- remaster. That's not a remake. Mm-hmm. People often get those two confused in both ways. Like when they ha- when they put out the um, the Crash trilogy, they called those remasters. I'm like, no, those-, those are not remasters. Those are remakes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a remake because a remaster is just upresing it. To me, that's what a remaster is. Mm-hmm. A remake is completely doing it from the scratch. Anyway, let's let's get let's um, get some more responses from that Twitter question real quick. I, I mean, th- this was the, the probably the best, but so uh, let's see. Nope, hard to top Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy Seven, Xenogears, Wild Arms, Legend of Dragoon. He said uh, it's it's certainly up though, probably third or fourth. That can this can change for that person. Um, let's see. Uh, my old buddy Yusuf. I don't really think so. Square. In its day, were unstoppable. We do have Persona smashing it. A couple of others doing well, but the best from that era are still just as good today. Um, he said, "Here's this. I think this maybe sums it up." He's like, "Surpassing it, no, but this is the renaissance of JRPGs, and I couldn't be any happier." Yeah, and like, I think that's a good way to really surmise it. It's like there is just so many good ones coming out. There are tra- there are a bunch of trash ones, but they're like, there's a bunch of good quality ones that. Like, do you remember the last generation? It like there were stuff on handheld, but PS3 was like devoid of like really good JRPGs. It was like Nino Kuni, Tales of Grace. No, we would no, we, and then we, like we that was it. We didn't get Tales of we didn't get a Tales game for a long time, and I was like, where are the Tales games? And then suddenly there, I remember yours like they told us if they don't if sell, Tales of Grace's F does not sell, they're not bringing Tales to the West anymore. And I'm like, everyone buy it. I don't know if that helped at all, but I mean, we haven't stopped getting them. So, <laughs> well, we didn't. Wasn't like one of the top selling Tales games, or like I, games I think so. of that time, or something like that, because they were scared. Yep. And then we got Zillia and all the other games. So yep. that's fine. Um, let's see. He said a lot of the other PS One era games are nearly unplayable. This is what somebody said. This is a two party. Said mm-hmm. uh, Persona Five is highly overrated, in my opinion. Better games are out there. I spent 40 hours on that game and put it down. Near, however, damn, that game is good. Uh, and then he 40 says, hours, a lot of the pe- 40 hours on Persona 4? He's barely passed the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> damn. He stole the words right out of my mouth. Um, but see, this is where I agree with him. So he says, a lot of PS1 era games are nearly unplayable due to the amount of random battles. Um, so that, to me, that's the problem, is the high random battle encounter rate. Because, like... I either want to be going like doing story stuff or I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're always getting in the way. I feel like they're always annoying me. I feel like there's a better way it can be done. See, that's the thing. What, what like the game needs that make the battles, like the random battles actually worth it. Like leveling up. It's like, okay, this is a random battle. Now I'm going to level up my sword and I'm going to level up some fire. That's what makes it fun. So when, when uh, like Xenogears has that, it's like, okay, I need to level up my death, my, uh, this death blow. Um, so just got to do that. And 
You can have a reason why to do the battles. If it's just like attack, 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 okay, let's go. Oh, attack, 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 okay, let's go. See, that's what I that's what I hate. I hate that. Um but I think see here, here's what I mean by I think games are better designed today is that there are so like you said, stuff like that. Like I think games need a lot of subsystems. I think Xenoblade went a little overboard with the subsystems so, and things you can level up. There's like way too much. So much. But like they're on the right track. There's like a middle ground in there somewhere that's perfect. It's like, ah, okay, I like gathered enough materials. Now I can like upgrade my sword or I've used this spell enough times and now I can do a better one or whatever. But like there's a there's a middle ground. Trails of between... cold steel and trails of the sky. There's this materia system and then you can level up those materials. Mm, well yeah seven was like that because seven was use a limit break seven times i think it's seven times or maybe it's ten times you you get your next limit break then you have to kill 50 enemies and then you get your next one and you just kind of go back and forth so there's always an incentive uh for you to do that and same thing with the material you just said the material you level them up so there's a reason to do the random battles you gotta level up those materials so you gotta you need that that's what makes random battles tolerable. Yeah. A good mix of making them quick, fast, snappy, and then also like having something to work for towards. I think that's why so many games, even if they're not RPGs, they have RPG mechanics. It's like, oh, Call of Duty, use my gun enough times and it levels my gun up or whatever and does more damage. Stuff like that. Like I think that's why I'm hooked on this mobile game, because there is like a bajillion things to level up. Like you have your characters, you have like a sub thing in your character. You have weapons, you have accessories, you have your dragon, you have your base. There's like so many things to level up. So I think the more things to level up, the more it keeps you engaged, I guess. But again, there's a limit. Xenoblade went over that limit. <laughs> you know, I just had this thought. In, PS, in PS1, we had Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, and uh, Final Fantasy IX. And Tactics. And Tactics, okay. Four, four Final Fantasy games. In PS2, PS3, and PS4, we've had Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy XIII, and XV. But we also had thirteen two. Those don't count. I'm just, I'm just talking about <laughs> mainline games. And I, skipped, and I skipped the MMOs. We had three games in the last three generations. How crazy is that? Don't forget 10. You missed 10. No, 10's no, on I, PS2. I, oh, I, did I say 10? Oh, yeah. 10, nope. 10 12, and then uh, 13, 15. 13, I know. I wonder. I'm wondering how many we're gonna on PS5. Are we just gonna get 16 and that's it? I remember back in the day that the joke was there's gonna be like like at this time where we're at right now it would be like on Final Fantasy 2077 or something. Yeah. But no, we're still on 15. (laughs) Like we're literally (laughs) they're they're still making 15. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Yeah. So I mean that's that's pretty much all there is. There's a couple people just saying yes, no, or perso- one person said Persona Five is the best gaming experience I ever had. So yup, so they agree. I think it's like for this era, it's like Persona Five, and then like everything else is down here. <laughs> See what we need Persona Five had set they, the bar really. They high. need to listen to our podcast and say, hey, there's something called Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. That's like one of the best JRPGs of this generation. You should play it. It is. I was completely blown away by. I mean, it's very. It's obviously a persona. Like it wants to be persona, but I love that because see, that's why I like about the modern those two modern games. It's a balance of like, oh, I can go do dungeon crawling, I can level up, I can do side quests, or I can do the real life stuff. 
And there's a lot of real life stuff to do. You can spend time with people. You can do your side job. You can go skateboarding. You can go to the arcade. You can go to the batting cage. There's like a million things you can do. So you could buy, you could buy, about you the, could buy a random pot of a potted, potted plant, put it in your apartment, where you put in your a room, and then suddenly your uh-huh. friends come over and you get more stuff to do. Oh my gosh, there you go. Oh, that's great. Or you can get posters and you can get little figures. I know. And, and those just create scenes with your friends. It's great stuff. So I remember one of the things I got was a Roomba, a cleaning robot. In Tokyo Xanadu? In Tokyo Xanadu, and they just got it. And oh, then nice. I, I, someone came over right after I got that. It was really funny. I'm like, why are you coming over and talking about this robot? Whatever. That's pretty funny. But yeah, Tokyo Xanadu oh. EX+. Plus. Do it. Play Tokyo Xanadu. If you haven't played Tokyo Xanadu, go play it. I know, right? Good. It's godlike. Is it godlike? It's good. It's really good. It is really good. It's like the highest 8 out of 10 I could possibly give. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> highest 8 out of 10. So 8.9 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> it's really good. It's it's simple. It's like it has a simple story. It has lovable characters, and it's fun battles, a fun system. Oh, the battle system is so good. They just need, like, I. it really bothers me that they don't have, like, dungeon armor or dungeon outfits. It's just like, yeah, I'm in my hoodie and jeans fighting guys in a dungeon. Like, I don't know why that bothers me. That really bothers me. (laughs) They get their soul devices. And as I said before, maybe the soul devices becomes, like, an armor. Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Someone needs to mod the PC version so that's what happens. So, people... Who don't know what we're talking about? Tokyo Xanadu is like a mixture of Ease Eight, Trails of, and Persona, just mashed into one. That's what it is. It's really good. Mm. Okay, really good. All right, so we're gonna do our topic showdown. I mean, that was my topic. We pretty much just did it. So my that was my topic, like PS One versus PS Four. All right. So that was we it? did mine. So was, pretty, uh, why'd you make your Twitter question the same as this question? I don't know. I'll I think we learn. did. I think the funny thing is because I think you answered my question too. Okay. Which well, was, my question was, what would make you want to play classic JRPGs again? And <laughs> we totally just answered that pretty much. Did we? Kind of. It's like this game needs to be like this, and there's some games out there. But if you have if you have prospect another perspective on it, just tell me what would make you want to play classic JRPGs again. I feel like there aren't enough classic JRPGs that have an action combat system. It, it was all turn-based. Most of them were turn-based. So when I look at my PS1 collection, I, re- I still have never beat Tales of Destiny. I really want to go back and beat Tales of Destiny. Because I know it's good. I like the music. I think I think I can deal with the random battles. Even I've heard the encounter rate's high. But I feel like I could deal with it because the combat system's fun. Holy bottles. Like that was, the, the, the battle system was never my problem in any Tales game. The, the combat's always fun. Um, there's always the dungeon design and the story and stuff like that. But um, I think Tail, uh, I think Destiny and maybe even Eternia, I could definitely go back to those, I think. There is this game that I think you should try if you can hunt down. It's called uh, Dragon Valor. Dragon it Valor. is like if modern day Falcom was like, we need you to make an old PS1 game. That's exactly what it plays like. Really? Yeah, it's like, Hack and slash, action, jumping, dodging, rolling. But it's it's like the story is very weird. You're like, you'll play one character and then they die, and then you play as their son, and then they die, and you play as their son, and they die, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. But it's really fun. It's like a super fun action RPG. Dragon Dragon Valor Dragon. or Dragon's Valor. You should try it. I think you'd really like it. Is it gonna break the bank like Tales of Destiny? 
That's the- no, 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 it's it's cheap. I think it's you could probably get it for like twenty or thirty bucks. I think that's the only bad thing. Is like I talk about Tales of Destiny all the time, and it's like you got a guy got to play it only if you have like two hundred, three hundred bucks. It's, that's how expensive it is on to get a PS One version of Tales of Destiny. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, the old some of those old PS One RPGs are like insane for as far as prices go. <laughs> Let's see, Dragon Valor. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I've only seen two, and they were both a hundred dollars. All right. I got. I got. I got to get. I got to get Justin on the line and say, "Hey, if you find this game for cheap, out of con, tell me." I'm looking on eBay right now. Dragon Valor. Like, Tales of. Okay. Now here you go. Here we go. Forty dollars. Thirty-two dollars. Forty dollars. See, this this was more what I was thinking. eBay. All right. Yeah, thirty bucks on eBay. See, this is the boom. This is the Tales of Destiny, Tales of Destiny Two, or Tales of Eternity on the PS One. Um, mm-hmm. I was missing this disc. I don't know where it went. It disappeared. <clears throat> it was during my childhood, so it probably got thrown away, and I couldn't <laughs> play the game. And I had these two because it's a three disc game. Oh my gosh, why can't I open it? It was three discs. Wow. Yeah, three disc game. Destiny's only one. It is, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, but J- Justin just when I was at GameStop, I was like, here, I got bought this for you because I told him I was missing the first disc, and he just got me the first disc. Wow. So I'm like, I can now play Tales of Eternity again on P- on my PS One. I'm happy. Interesting. Would now would you consider PS Two G- RPGs classic? It depends on the, there's they I think they are too because they they have a lot of the PS One aesthetics to it. Random battles sometimes, um, slow uh, maybe slower loading and stuff like that. I don't know. So like okay, for example, like what about like Rogue Galaxy? I've always really wanted to play Rogue Galaxy. I think Rogue Galaxy That's has that, random uh, it has random battles, but it's but, but again it's action combat. It is. I don't know. I don't you know. need to try it. All right. I want I want you to try it. When the next time you're over here, you're gonna try the PS4 version that I have. Oh yeah, the PS4 version. It's nice. it's on PS2. It's the PS2 classics that work on PS4. Right. I have that. <clears throat> Another game. I think I I know you're gonna yell at me. So let's just get past that. I know you. Uh, blah blah blah. But I really want to play uh, Valkyrie Profile. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> but that I mean that has a unique battle system. Mm-hmm. It's got a, you know that cool sprite it, artwork. Okay, the that... game is very unique, and you have to think outside the box. It's. You yeah, have to think pretty hard. Yeah, it's because you. It's all about finding souls to build your army, and the whole thing is you fly. You have to look for lost souls, and sometimes mm-hmm. like the puzzles are really out there. It's like where do I go? That's one of those kind of games, huh? No, it like it tells you like like you you have like a search option. Like you listen to people crying, and it tells you where to go. But like it sometimes there's like certain things that you have to do, and your story won't continue. It's fun. It's fun. It's just like it's. It requires a lot of thinking, and it's. Um, and you sold it. See the okay. The reason why I reacted like that to people who don't know why I reacted like Ugh, is because we had he, Taylor had a pristine PS One copy that he got for eighty bucks, and then he sold it for eighty bucks. So he didn't lose any cash, but he sold it, and now it costs like two hundred and three hundred dollars to get. Let's go on eBay real yeah, quick. They, I want to check. Yeah, I want to see if it's changed too. Because last time I remember, I really wanted it, and I'm like, "Oh, you sold it!" 
You sack. No, wait, no, you crink. There you go. You crink. Yeah, they're, I mean, both work. Yeah, so let's see. We got 165, 135, 170. There you go, yeah. And 170, and that's it. Those are the only copies. <laughs> Ooh, there's one right there. Oh, no, it's disc one. Discs only. Um, hey, you know what game I, I wanted to try <clears throat> based just purely on its aesthetic is Breath of Fire 4. That is a really cool look. It looks like Mega Man Legends almost. Yeah, Tick. Remember Connor was playing it, right? And he said that really good. I think that he has my copy, actually, speaking of which. <laughs> there you go, Taylor. Yeah, you can play the PS... You know, <clears throat> I'm curious. Is there a digital version I could play on Vita? Because that was my reasoning for saying it, is that I buy the digital version, but that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. That sucks. Yeah, that's why I bought this. I have a PSP. I know your PSP doesn't work, but you know, have you checked out my streams, my Tales of Fantasia streams? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it a few times. You know that is actually streaming from my PSP. Really? Yeah, that's from my PSP. That's really weird. And it works. It, it looks <laughs> great, right? I'm like, whoa, this actually it does, looks yeah. really good. I was expecting it to be like all blurry and like stuff like that. So to answer your question, it would probably have to be either um, an action combat system or it would have to have a really crazy aesthetic or something like that. The only other games that are turn-based that I could possibly ever go back to are the old Persona. I know they're nothing like the modern ones, but I just want to... You want to try Just it? to say that I beat, that I played them, you know? Just because I like Persona so much. All right. Guys, so those, guys, those are, that's my answer. guys on Discord, we're going to make Taylor play Persona 1 and Persona 2. We're going to see how he reacts to it. That would be, of all the games I just listed, those would be like at the bottom because I feel like those would be the least playable of the ones yeah, I just named. Because yeah. I, have, I have Tales of Destiny. I still have it. I could play that right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So I, we have other topics. Do you want, how much time have we been recording? Do you know? Well, we started around nine. It's, or for me, it was nine. Now it's about 10, 20. So we've been going like hour 15, something like that. Nice. nice. So I'm going to do two of the topics. All right. Two of them. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, the, one of them is really easy, and the other one is like something that I want to turn to. So the first topic that I have is what is a JRPG you really want a sequel for, and why? So I mean, let's get the obvious one out of the way. Finally, tactics. We want two. We've said that many times. I, I would actually I just, genuinely want. A, oh god. I, just, it's a, I wonder if we're gonna have the same idea. <clears throat> I want a, an actual good sequel to Legend of Dragoon. Just because I think that's an interesting world. I think there's like a lot of ways that you could do cool mechanics with that. Like, I love anything that like combines or transforms. I love that stuff. So, like, the idea of like building up, like, you have to build up a meter maybe in combat and then you could turn into your dragon form and it only lasts for so long or something. I think that could be really cool. Um, I would actually like a like a sequel to the original Grandia. Not like Grandia 2, but like the like I want to see Justin's story continue. You know what I mean? Cuz there's like that cliffhanger at the end. It's like, "Hey, don't just leave us." Like, what what? I want to know what happened. The cliffhanger. It, I mean, it's kind of a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like a story cliffhanger. It's just like, "Oh, oh, oh. Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just sort of stops. <laughs> uh, it tells you what happens, but then yeah. We can't say anything about that. I mean, it's old. People should have played it by now. I'm still not. Gonna... I feel like the statute of limitation is way up on that game. No, I'm not. No, no, no. 
No. Well, that's true. There, there is the, 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 the new one. Here's your last chance. The, yeah, the HD, you have the HD version coming out. If you don't buy it, then tough luck. It's a great. Oh, it's great. Ugh. Such a good game. Uh, what JRPG I really want to see go for and why? There's one obvious qu- answer. I, Tales of Destiny 3. <laughs> no. Wrong. <laughs> Tokyo Xanadu 2. Wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought we were talking. Sorry, I don't know. I was in the mindset of classic. Yeah, yeah okay. Tokyo Xanadu 2. Yes. I want to see, I want to see what happens after with these characters. Because the true, true, true ending is... Uh, it leaves. It kind of leaves like, leaves a, a little kind of cliffhanger because there's that, there's that person that's still there, and they're like, what's what's yeah. what's what's that what's that person's question uh, story, and then, it kind of says that these people story will go on or something like that. So it might, they might make a sequel. Oh yeah, there's a very obvious teaser for a sequel. They're like, oh, and the, see you on the next Xanadu or yeah, something. something like that. And, okay. and I'm like, oh, please! I want, I want to grow. I want this, the group of friends to grow. Yes, that's a good answer. And I don't know how I can say this without spoiling it, but there is a very clear, obvious thing that I was hoping that they would explain that they never explained. I want to know ever. what that is, but I'm going to ask after the podcast. It is like the basic thing in the game that you're always wondering, and it never ha- and they never tell. You. <laughs> I'm trying to. Well, I'll tell you after the podcast, right. but it's just like, okay, I guess we just don't know that. All right. I just want to know. I, I want to know who Co chooses. Oh, the the true the cannon girl. The cannon girl. We all know who the cannon girl is. It's, it's obviously Sora. It's Rion. <laughs> Rion probably. Well, she's like the Risei, right? She's the Risei. But I've done like pretty much every ending with every girl. Um, and I think Rion, Asuka, and and um, what's her name? One of the other girls. I'm not gonna even say her name because um, there's three girls that are like romantic. It seems like they're romantic with them. Oh, there's the main yeah, the main non-playable girl. Yeah, Rion. What's her name? Asuka. Is that her Asuka, name? The Asuka, girl? yeah. And then there's Sora, who I think's best girl, but that's just my opinion. She's a tomboy and could kick your ass, and she's really no, she's, and, and she's really powerful. Mm-hmm. She's a karate master. All right, so last topic. Um, I think I think I should save this one to later. Um, another podcast. another podcast because this, this seems like a really big one. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the other topic. Which okay. is there a niche JRPG that has sort of piqued your interest? Uh, I was trying to think of one. I feel like I've played, like, if there's ever been one, I usually play it. Um, Just right now, what's, I, I, I could tell you one that, you, that you're not thinking of, but think about it for a little second. Um, I mean, they're, they're, I haven't played any of the modern Atelier games. I definitely want to go play those. Talking about newer ones, too. Ones that aren't even out yet. Ones that aren't out yet? Yeah. You can think about those ones, too. I don't know what you mean by that. Um, let's see. I want to pull my list up again. See if I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm trying to think some niche ones. Like I feel like the Digimon. Like I know Digimon's a big franchise, but I feel like that one was pretty niche. And I've been trying that, and I'm, I 
still don't really know. I mean, I want to play. That's not. That's not really niche. Dragon. Uh, um. You see, it's hard. We're like in such the thick of things. Like the things that seem niche to like that we love are don't seem niche to us. Like we think of like ease. Like we love ease, but ease that's, is really niche. Like, those niche, games yeah. don't sell very well. I know. Um, so like anything I could name, like like is Yokai Watch niche? It's huge in Japan, but it doesn't sell very well here. I've never played a Yokai Watch game. I want to play Yokai Watch. If you can, yeah, if you want to. Um, I could tell you mine. Um, yeah. There's one called. Uh, <laughs> Veneer of the Dragon Star? No. Oh, yeah. I, I remember hearing that. That's a, I don't really know what it is. It's a though. Compile Heart game, but it's not really Compile Heart that's making it. But that that wasn't the one that I was actually choosing. I was just joking around. Uh, uh-huh. The one that I was actually looking at is called the Caligula Effect Overdose. Yeah, I've had my eye on that, too. Um, I was like, oh, this looks kind of... That one is... It's very much Persona, right? Kind of Not Persona. It kind of looks like Tokyo Xanadu-ish. A little bit. It's it's more. See, there there are these. This is like this subsection of JRPGs that like it's only combat, where it's just like you do battle after battle after battle, and like that's all there is to it. Like, um, I don't know if you remember this game that came out last year, or maybe it was this year. I forget. It was called Dark Rose Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and it had the cover art looked like the Tales cover art. I'm like, oh, this is like a Tales game, but it's like all combat. This game, I've watched some. Like, I kind of skimmed through the first hour, and it's very combat heavy. Not as much story and exploring and stuff, um, but it was the I think the original Persona Two director is the director on this. Mm. So it looks it does look it cool. Looks, it's it got looks, a cool style. Yeah, it looks really interesting. And I was looking at a recent trailer, and it was in English, so we're getting it. We're getting this game. Yeah, in the and, West. I, and I America is publishing it. Yeah, so it's coming out. I think it's coming out early next year. Early too. next year, yeah. I, the, okay, and the one that I thought you would say is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Oh, I guess I wouldn't count that as a JRPG. In my mind, that's like a platformer game, mm-hmm. like an action kind of game. But yeah, that game looks awesome. A lot of, that looks a, really lot fun. of a lot of trailers are coming out for that. It, it reminds me, not visually, but like gameplay wise, it reminds me of like a like a um, like an Odin Sphere or something like that. Yeah. Is kind of what it reminds me of, something like that. But obviously, it has the farming part to it, so it's kind of like Rune Factory, I guess. I don't, I don't it's know. Smooth too. Yeah, the, the the animations look really nice. Um, speaking of Vanillaware, they supposedly have a game coming out next year called uh, We've been wait- 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. We've been, Remember we've that been game? waiting for that game forever. It was at last year's PSX, and it wasn't actually there. It was just a trailer playing. Uh, right. Yeah. That game looks really... It looks like it could be interesting. It's got mechs. There's 30, 13 different characters. It seems like much more of a darker story. I don't think it's a JRPG, though. Uh, I think it's just like a... I think, I think it's a visual novels type of game. I don't know. I think it might be like like their other games, like a kind of an action hack and slash with mechs or something. Don't know. But we haven't they haven't shown much, so we don't know. Um, I think Etrian Odyssey is really niche. I played a lot of four. I really liked Etrian Odyssey four, and Etrian Odyssey Nexus is coming out next year, mm-hmm. which is like I think the I think it was called five or something else in Japan, but it is like everything put together. It actually has a story and stuff, so um, that could be cool. Um, and then this this is for us it's gonna be big, but it's still niche. But the the, the Cold Steel Kai games. People need to play Cold Steel. But if you haven't played Cold Steel now, you're gonna now you have to wait until the PS4 version comes out. See, when Cold Steel 3 comes out, it's gonna blow Persona 5 out of the water. It's gonna be like <laughs> step on it's gonna curb stomp it. And then we'll get Cold Steel 4. 
I can't wait for those games, dude. I want to know what happens. I, I think, I think, yeah, I definitely. Well, we because there's a big cliffhanger at the end of one, <clears throat> but I, I, I really want to replay them with like a fresh perspective. And I read that it does have the turbo mode in the PS4 version. It's good. Yeah, because I think that'll help a lot as far as just running places and and whatnot. My throat is uh, very scratchy. We've been talking very intensely. Yeah, we've been. This is a very intense <laughs> podcast. Um, so no, this is good though. I, I see. I like. <clears throat> I like this new style as opposed to just thinking of news and stuff like that. It's like picking topics that we can just go off on. I think that's a good way that we can, you know, keep this interesting. If you guys like this new style, just tell us. We'll make more. Uh, but I mean, as as a somebody that's making it, it it felt like it's been one of the better ones we've done in a while mm-hmm. but like who knows but we because like here's my thing with news like it's fun to break news down especially if it's like super interesting but it's like most people probably have heard the news by the time we're listening to the podcast so it's like whatever but topics like this it's good it's good and i like that it's not like antagonistic either because i feel like sometimes we're like going at each other and it's not always fun <laughs> but this one it was just like I like modern JRPGs. Change my mind. <laughs> I just realized that I have to edit this like right after this, and I have to go to bed in an hour. <laughs> you have to go to bed in an hour, so it's like seven thirty, yeah. right? Jeez, yeah, it's late here. Um, well, we have some questions still, <clears throat> so let's, let's do a little couple questions, not all of them. Oh my gosh, we still have questions. Yeah. Okay, from Spaghetti, if you had to get a replacement for the cast of GSP with the folks in the Discord. Who do you think would most accurately represent your opinions? Oh, for me, it would be Kraft. No problem. No question. We 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 have similar tastes in waifus. We played the same kind of games. I feel like you took my answer. So be... You took my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you wouldn't say Kimpy. Kimpy's too deep for me, man. He's too deep. <laughs> yeah, Kim, Kimpy. I think Kimpy. I think on no, a no, side no, note, no. I think Kimpy would be like our Connor. You think so? Yeah, because he's okay. he seems more in depth and like sees the like uh, more thought out of a uh, story stuff and stuff like that. I'm saying stuff a lot because it's tiring. I'm tired right now, but you know how you know what I mean. He's he, he better mental faculties than us. Sure, no, I know what you mean. I I will say I, this only happened once. But I um <clears throat> I got I, I was on a Discord call with Spaghetti and his sister one time, and she had been she was in the middle of playing Persona Five, and they are hilarious together. By the way, they should have a podcast. They're super funny. <laughs> like they they're just like the way they were going back and forth and yelling at each other. But it was it was really funny. So if you wanna, yeah, I was playing Spaghetti fighting games and I was kicking his butt, and then I, his sister came in the background. I was like, "Stop losing! Why are you losing? You're such a weeb." Yeah, this is just awesome. <laughs> I don't even know her name. It's just Spaghetti Sister. Spaghetti That's sister. her name. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> what is one question that you've never been asked that you wish would have been asked already? It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. You've asked. You guys have asked pretty much uh, a lot of questions that I want. Like, I really wanted someone to ask the Coco Saga. Mm-hmm. Um. What else was there? The name? Maybe some. I don't not know. The, not the Giant Sword podcast, but the last on his gamers. Like what? What? Where did? Oh, where did where that, did come, that from? come from? 
Because I remember back in the day, I don't know if you guys still think this at all, but I remember back in the day, people are, um, Jake, and I think even you said that it sounded like we're super pretentious. Like pretentious, yeah. yeah. And it sounded very pretentious and they were hoity-toity. And I'm like, no, it's not that at all. And then what it is, is I saw in California, I don't know if there's anywhere else. In California, there's a pizza chain called Round Table Pizza. And they're... Their uh, slogan is the last honest pizza, and I was like, oh, "The last honest gamers." Oh, that sounds cool. I'm gonna just use that. There you That's go. all it is. I have I, I'm pretty sure you can't find this anywhere anymore, and I don't have it anymore. There is an intro with the pizza box that says "Last Honest" and it has gamers and tape in it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's all. That's where it's from. It's nothing. No special meaning. It's like peanut butter gamers. No meaning to it. It's just I just thought of it <laughs> randomly. I'm like, ah, that sounds cool. Got it. That that was my question. What about you, Taylor? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. My brain is zapped. I don't. I don't have a good. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I kind of want to answer this one because it's been waiting for a long time. But this is gonna be the mm. last one. Uh. Shia MS asked, I'm playing through Trails in the Sky with my friend. Yay. Her question. What plot twist in Trails in the Sky affected you the most? I can't, I we, can't, we can't really say like what the plot twist is exactly. Yeah. The only one I remember is the, the cliffhanger at the end. That's the only one I remember. Because that's the only one he knows. I think he meant the whole series. Oh. Well, I said that's only, I've only played the first one. That was the original Trails in the Sky player, by the way. Yeah, he bought it. I just, the- I just want to remind you all, I bought it when it first came out. Nobody even knew what Trails in the Sky was, or Legend of Heroes, or none of that. So I'm the OG, okay? I brought everybody Harvest Moon. I brought everybody Trails in the Sky. Like, I, I just, like, I'm the originator, okay? Like, it's him. It was all him. Show some respect to the OGs, okay? <laughs> uh, plot Trails and Trails in the Sky affected you the most. Uh, I, okay... What? This is at the beginning of the story, right? So it isn't really isn't a spoiler. Estelle's father leaves. All right. In Trails in the Sky, I think three or maybe two, we find out why exactly he left, and that twist that connects to another game of why he was there is just like that's awesome. That's really cool. It's so vague. It's so vague, but it's like it's cool how things happen in the first game of Trails in the Sky. But yet somehow connected to another game in the series. But which but which one? I don't know. You'll have to play them. But well, if it's based on any spoiler screenshots I saw, I know which one it is. <laughs> no, it's it's actually the games have come out. The the game all the, oh, all the games okay. have come out. So you you'll find out something in you'll find out something that happened in the game, like in the Cold Steel series. But it's very vague. And then in Trails in the Sky 3, you find out what happened during that incident. <laughs> and then you, then you find out that why he... Yeah, it was really cool. It's like, it's like a bunch of connecting. Trails in the Sky 3 just explains all these story points that are connected to everything in that story. So like from Crossbell to Cold Steel and sky stuff it's really cool and the and the cold and crossbell and and cold steel weren't even out yet so that was a cool thing 
I had it all planned out. Had it all, yeah, it's all it's all on a wall. <laughs> so Shia uh, Taylor's is the obvious cliffhanger plot twist. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that would be it for this podcast. Taylor's throat is gone. Yeah, you can tell it's fading fast. Fading fast, and we've been going for a long time. And I need to make dinner, and I need to edit this, so it's gonna be fun. I need to make dinner too, and it's ten thirty here. <laughs> I'm starving. Yeah, I'm really hungry. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, this is episode ninety. Ten more episodes till hundred. I think it's gonna be going until next year. I think next year is when episode hundred is gonna happen. And when Taylor is in town in December, we'll film something special, and we'll have like a special dance or something for our hundredth episode. Right, Taylor? <laughs> sure, we'll do something. We'll do something. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you liked what you've listened to, be sure to comment, uh, subscribe. If you have any, like, if you want to respond to anything we've said, and re- re- you want us to respond back to you, the best way to do that is in our YouTube comments because I lose everything in the Discord because you guys talk too fast. <laughs> Unless you post it as a question under the topic section yeah. but yes yeah, same thing like i can't scroll back i try to keep up but so if you guys want to talk about if you want to talk about our opinions of what we said in the podcast the best way to do it is on youtube comments especially you guys on the discord because i know you guys tend to say stuff on the discord and i'm like i this has been like five hours ago i can't answer this <laughs> yep. so yeah thanks everyone for listening be sure to give us a five-star rating on the itunes because it helps us grow more and yeah we have so many people coming to discord from from itunes yeah it's very interesting like the like shiro was just like yeah i just was looking up rpg podcast and i found you guys so like apparently there's quite a few people you know find us through that way oh so yeah we gotta do reviews we gotta do, ratings all we gotta that do stuff a shout out to our newest patron shiro thank you you're awesome oh nice cool and uh yeah we'll be back next week on tuesday see ya peace